the main thing is to, you know, you got to keep a positive attitude. So some people try to knock you down, you know, and, oh, you never do this, you never do that. I mean, you got to be inspired. You got to, you got to wake up every morning and say, hey, I'm going to do something good today. And uh, I'm going to make people's day today. And I know I am. This is the Dream Chaser Show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show where our mission is to inspire and improve the lives of those who dare to chase their dreams. In today's episode, I got the opportunity to interview a man whose dream it was to be a Willie Nelson impersonator. He looks just like him, sounds just like him. It's totally awesome and crazy. But I actually met him at a campground in South Dakota. And I'll tell the story a little bit more in the show, but I met up with him and had an interview right here in our own RV. And so throughout the interview, he tells us stories about what it's like being on the road for 30 plus years, some of the things that he's seen and and done. He's met Willie Nelson several times, and you'll get to hear about that as well. And I dive a little more deeply into what it was like for him to quit his job that he had at the current time where he was guaranteed pay and all these things to chase his dream of becoming Willie Nelson, well, a Willie Nelson impersonator. And that always uh, intrigues me and it always resonates deeply with me because I know that that takes a ton of courage. And for those of you out there that are listening to this, where you're thinking about maybe quitting the job that you have now to dive into something that's a dream of yours, or maybe you're not even sure what it is, but you feel a little bit unsettled with what you're currently doing and you know that there's something else out there for you, I want to give you hope. And that's what I hope to do. And, And that's kind of what this show is all about. So let's get into this interview where we talk to this guy who is chasing his dream. Hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Eric with the Dream Chasers. And today I'm really excited to bring to you a man named Almost Willie. And the story on that was we were pulling into Mitchell, South Dakota. And I see this huge red, white, and blue van. And it says Almost Willie on the side with a picture of Willie Nelson. And I'm like... What's going on here? I got to I got to see this. So, um, of course, I, I met up with him, and I've got Willie with me here today. And Willie, I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, you got everything right, except uh, that's not Willie Nelson on the side of us. It's me. It's you. Yeah. Oh. I couldn't put a picture of Willie on the side. That's true. Uh, it might be a like uh, a copyright yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. But, Which is crazy because it looks just like him. I mean, uh, they say he looks more like me. There you go. All right. All right. Well, Willie, I know that uh, you've you've won awards and stuff. You kind of filled me in on your background and and some of the travels that you've done. And and I'd be really curious to know if you can kind of give us a little bit of a a background story on your history and how you got started doing this almost Willie thing for uh, for what is it going on? Thirty nine years. Is that what you said? Going on thirty nine. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, well. First of all, I was born in Missouri, okay. Charleston, Missouri, and uh, I stayed there, and I, and I got married and had kids and got a job when I got out of the uh, Army, and when I come back home, I was looking for a job, and I didn't have any schooling or anything, but I was a medic in the Army, so I figured I could drive an ambulance. So, you know who's in the ambulance business back then? Funeral homes. Okay. Yeah. They had the big wagons, you know, and they put a red light on top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went down, I got a job, and and uh, that afternoon, the first day, I was dressing a body. 
I thought, man, what have I got myself in for, you know? And, but anyway, I got my funeral director's license, and I was a funeral director until 1983. Okay. And I quit the funeral business, started selling cars in Columbia, Missouri. And then uh, then that's when I dressed up. Uh, first time in my life that when I started selling cars that I could grow a beard. Okay. Because funeral directors can't handle beards, you know, long hair. Same with military. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... I started growing this beard, and by Halloween time, nineteen eighty-five, me and my wife was going. Yeah, I was married. I had a wife and six kids. Yeah. I still got six kids, and uh, we was going to uh, out country dancing, and uh, we got pretty good. We was winning contests and stuff, two stepping and waltz and cognac joe stuff like that. Wow! And uh, so we was going to Halloween contest at the country bar. My wife said, uh, "Won't you?" Uh, Paint your beard white, and I'll make you some braids and sew them on a bandana. You go with Willie Nelson. Because Willie was big back then, 85. And uh, I said, oh, all right, because I had to do everything she said anyway. (laughs) And so I get home that night, and she's got these braids laying out on the bed for me. I had some clown white makeup. I I had to put some white in my beard then because I don't want any more. But uh, I put that on, and I put them braids on. I went to contest. I won first place. So uh, I thought, man, I must look a lot like Willie Nelson. So uh, people started calling me after that, saying, "Hey, get your Willie stuff on and come on over. We're having a barbecue, and you get free uh, food and drinks." And, but I couldn't play guitar or anything, so okay. I'd go over and tell stories or jokes and stuff like that. And, uh, and then after about six months of that, I said, "Man, I got to learn a couple of Willie songs." So I went down to pawn shop my butt. Uh, a guitar. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine in town, uh, Doc Shane, he's a veterinarian, and he played guitar. I said, Doc, would you come over Monday night and teach me a couple of Willie songs? He said, yeah. Well, he'd come over every Monday night for two years. Whoa. And I learned about three Willie songs. Okay. It was hard. I mean, yeah. if you're not musically inclined, you know, and it didn't come natural to me. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it took a long time, and I practiced, practiced. And by 92, I'd learned 30 songs. Okay. And uh, then it started going in my mind, hey, I can do this, you know. I'm, I'm getting pretty good, and I look like Willie. So uh, by 90, 94, I was uh, throwing asphalt off the back of a truck in Kansas City. That was your full-time job? That was my full-time okay. job. And... Uh, you know, it's hot in Kansas City, 93 or 4 in July, and the asphalt's 240 degrees. Yeah. You know, it is hot. So uh, I was essentially my money. Uh, I was going down to city market every uh, Saturday, and uh, they, there are about 8,000 people come through the city market. And I, was, I got a contract to set up in front of Winslow's Barbecue and play. And I had my amp out there, and sure. I said, there's my mic. And uh, people go by, they'd listen to a song or two, and then throw a five in, you know. Yeah. I was making four to $500 a day. In 94? In 94. So uh, I'd thrown all that money in my drawer and beside my bed, you know. And then uh, finally, I told the boss, I said, boss, Friday's going to be my last day here. I said, I've made up my mind. I'm going to buy this uh, $1,000 Winnebago down the street. It was 71. Okay. And uh, I'm going to paint it up red, white, and blue, and I'm going to hit the road as almost Willie. And that's exactly what I did. He said, good luck. Oh. And I had to make a living at it then, you know. Yeah. And it was tough sometimes. But 
I kept uh, kept on persistent. I'm the number one willing impersonator in the country. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing. I go to Sturgis every year, and that's where I'm on my way to now. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, yeah. Because that's where, well, that's kind of where Kate and I come out of is Rapid City. So Sturgis yeah. is 35 minutes away or whatever. Uh, yeah. So you go down there and play quite a bit, Sturgis? Oh, I'm not quite a bit now. Okay. okay. Uh, I used to do one every night. Gotcha. But now I'm 75 years old. If I do th- four gigs, three or four, in 10 days, you know, yeah. I, that's enough for me. Yeah. And, you know, I got Social Security coming in now and a VA check, so I don't have to make a living at it. I'm having fun. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing about life. You know, you got to have fun or it's not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you made a comment about um, kind of what it was like jumping from a full career in the asphalt, like where you have a, a steady paycheck. Yeah. And there's, you know, you always know where that meal is coming from to basically the unknown. Yes. And a lot of my listeners, it's kind of, you know, the show's called Dream Chasers. And, and that's what we talk about oftentimes is, is I mean, going after that dream, finding that yeah, one thing. Take a chance. Yeah, taking a chance. I'm curious to know kind of what th- went through your mind when you were making that, that, uh, that transition. Because I think a lot of listeners might be on the cusp of leaving their job to start something that they really love. Well, I thought, uh, you know, I'd end up homeless. You know, my, my rig break down and, you know, I'll be desolate. I ain't got no money. But when I break down, you know, there's always somebody there. Mm-hmm. There really is. Yeah. God takes care of you. He does. He does. And and you're kind of right now or you got someone coming to work yeah. on the rig right yeah. now, right? Yeah, I got a good old boy that I met out on the road here. Okay. He called his mechanic. He come out. He got it fixed. Yeah. But uh, the next morning, it wouldn't start. So something worked loose or something overnight, you know. Sure. So, But he's going to get me started tonight, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, he's showing up tonight like 6 or something, right? Yeah. Okay. When uh, In the morning, when it starts... I'm going to be on the road again. You're out of here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I asked you, I said, hey, can we do this interview tomorrow? And we're like, well, when my rig gets fixed, I'm out. In the first That's thing. right. I have no way to ramp for nothing. Yeah. But I don't book in in advance. Okay. You know, just because of stuff like this that happens. You yep. Know? If I'd have booked in there, you know, for last night, I'd have missed it. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to be at no-show Jones. Right. That's true. Uh, George, you know, he was a drunk alcoholic and, you know, he wouldn't show up at Eight out of ten gigs. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. So if anyone, if he did show up, it was like a surprise. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Holy that's smoke. how you get the the handle. No show. no show Jones. All right. Yeah, you don't want that. No, no. Yeah. And uh, I just just show up and tell, hey, I'm here. Uh, but I mean, I do do some gigs once in a while. But, okay. Uh, you know, got a month or six weeks in advance. Okay. And for anybody that's listening to this and not watching it, I mean, it looks like I'm having a conversation with Willie Nelson. I mean, it looked just like him, sound like him. It's it's phenomenal. It's really cool. Well, thank so, you. I yeah. appreciate it. Of course, I know it. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a couple more questions, Willie. Okay. It's, and now that I have you, and again, I appreciate your time no and stuff. Problem. And what makes you so passionate about what you do. What, is there something well, that you just love about being well, Willie? I liked country music to start out with. You know, back in the 70s, 
71. I'm taking my wife. We went at the Carbondale and uh, saw Merle Haggard. And, you know, just when you're in a concert with, you know, somebody big like that, it just gets in you. Yeah. And I just always like. And then when I, I started on the road, I'd have some trips once in a while being in the funeral business. Okay. And, uh, you know, on the road again would come on. On the road again. Yep. Just can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs> and I mean, it just, I said, man, that guy's all right, you know. Yeah. And then he come out with the, everything else, you know. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain and Whiskey River. Mama, don't let your babies go to Cowboy. And then he had the movie. Uh, uh, my heroes have always been Cowboys. And, okay. and uh, Honeysuckle Rose. That's about his life on the road. And uh, I got all those on. VHS tapes. Oh wow! VHS. Yeah, <laughs> and I got I had them at home, and I'd watch them probably every two months even, or something like that. Sure. And I got to meet Willie in '03. You want to hear about that? That was one of my uh, next questions because oh, I remember you had told me when I first met you. You said, "Yep, I've I've met him," and I kind of want to hear that story. Yeah, well, bit. it was uh, well. I started in '85, so I went to '03. 2003 without meeting him, 18 years. Yeah, wow. And uh, I was down at Kerrville, Texas. That's about 100 miles from his ranch. And my phone rang that afternoon. I picked it up. He says, Willie Nelson. He said, I know you're in the area. Can you come up to the house? To, uh, I'd like to meet you. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll be there. Yeah. So I get up early next morning. A friend of mine, Gene, goes up there with me. And we get up about 10 o'clock. And the guard at the gate said that Willie wasn't up yet. Said, you all want to play around the golf on his golf course? What? I said, yeah. He's got a nine hole there. Okay. And, and he's got about 25 condos up and down the fairways. You know, so if you're kin to Willie or work for him, you get a condo up, wow. up there. So we're, we're there. We're on the fifth hole putting. And uh, his daughter Susie lives there. Uh, her back door is about 30 feet away from the green. Yeah, she come out of her back door, and she called me by my first name. She said, hey, almost, almost. She said, my daddy wanted me to give you this. And I looked, I took it out of her head. It was a lifetime backstage pass. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, all night long, I was thinking, oh, he's going to shut me down. He's going to shut me down. Something's wrong. I don't know. Yeah. You know, or he wants to cut up my T-shirts and CDs and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this was if I was going through my head, me down and give me a lifetime backstage pass. Oh, yeah, no kidding. So uh, we get through playing golf and go back to the clubhouse. And they said, well, Willie isn't up yet. It was about noon. They said, uh, you want to go uh, to the recording studio? I said, yeah. What? So we go to the golf cart and we go up to the recording studio. And, uh, oh, it's it's about us you know, 60 by 100 foot building. You got gold records all over the walls, oh, you man. know, and pictures of Dolly and Merle and Waylon. Yeah. It looked like a country music museum. Yeah. You know, all his awards and stuff. And I uh, always oh, spent about an hour in there looking around. He had everything in there. He And he gave you the tour personally? No, no. Oh, oh, he wasn't up yet. Oh, gotcha. He was still asleep. Yeah, yeah they were letting us go through. Okay, wow. And, uh, so we got through with that, and uh, oh, it was about five minutes before we was going to take off, the guy at the sound booth said, hey, almost, come on up here. I got something I want you to listen to. I said, oh, okay. So I go up to the sound booth. He's got this CD. He says, the guy was in here yesterday putting down his half on this uh, song. I want to see what you think about it. Okay, and he shoved it in. It was whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Uh-huh. 
And he said, you think it's going to be a hit? I said, oh, I know it will be. Wow. And it was the number one hit. And uh, Toby Keith was in there the day before putting down his track. Really? Yeah, I'm always a day late. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's incredible, though. I mean, so we go outside and we're smoking, and and my phone rings again. It's about two o'clock, and he says, "Willie," he said, uh, uh, "Let's meet up the redheaded stranger lot. We'll meet up there." And I said, "Oh, okay." So uh, we get in the golf cart and go up to the redheaded stranger lot. Come in by the bar. It's a block long Western town, you know. Mm-hmm. Bar at one end, church at the other. Okay. And then the sheriff's office and the windmill and everything. The windmill Willie built in the movie. Okay. And uh, I see Willie come out of the church with another guy a block away. It's Dirt Street, you know. And I mean, I'm starting to get nervous and sweaty. My knee, knees are getting weak. Yeah. And I'm shaking and I'm sweating. And finally, I. I started walking straight for him, and he come walking straight for me. And I got up to him. And I said, "Hi, Willie." I said, "I'm almost Willie. Glad I finally got to meet you." He said, "Yeah, almost." He said, "I've been hearing about you about 15 years. Thought it's time we met." I said, "Oh, I hope you heard good." He says, "Yeah." He said, "I heard you put on a pretty good show." I said, "I heard you did too." <laughs> I couldn't have thought something better to say, you know. Yeah. But he laughed about it, put his arm around me, and said, "Come on, let's go get a drink." So we go in the bar, and, you know, his old crew's in there, you know, roadies and band. And uh, he gets behind the bar and gets a bottle of Jack out, pulls pull everybody a drink, you know. And then then they got these papers out. And was, I don't know what they were doing. They was rolling some kind of stuff. Something, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Willie's. Yeah. So, so anyway, we stayed in there. Uh, it was about 6.30, and Willie turned to me. He called me by my first name, too. He said, almost. He said, I got a gig in Austin tonight at Stubbs Barbecue. Did you want to go in there with us? I said, yeah. You know, so we all load up on the bus, drive about 25 miles into Austin. About an hour before the show, Willie says, almost? You want to go out there in front of the state, sign some autographs for me? I said, yeah. There's about 3,000 people there. I get off his bus and go down the stage. They all come running down. I get my Sharpie out and I start signing ticket stubs. Almost Willie. Almost Willie. Yeah. Almost Willie. Almost Willie. I must have signed 150, 200. Oh. They didn't know the difference. They had no clue. No yeah, I bet because you look just, that's crazy. That was one of the best days of my life. I bet. I bet. That just makes it all worth it. And that was after, you said like 15 18, years? 18, 18 years. You finally called me up. Wow. That's but I knew you would one of these days. Yeah. Because uh, I get around. Yeah. Did you ever use the backstage passes? I mean, you were oh, already yeah. hanging out with them quite Oh, yeah. Right? I've used it eight or ten times. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, Willie was 14 years older than me. When I started in 85, he was 14 years older. And still is. He's, still- <laughs> he's 90 now. Yeah. I'm going to be 76 next wow. month yeah. in August. Is he still doing shows? Yeah. Is he really? Of course, he don't do it around 20, 30 minutes. Okay. And it's lucky he gets on stage at all. Right. You know, they wheeled Waylon out in the wheelchair for three years before he died. Wow. But Willie gets up on stage and he can do it, and he's still going. Well, I wanted to ask you a couple more questions and uh, kind of dig a little, peel back a little bit more layers. Um, what's uh, what's something that most people don't know about you? Oh, well, I was counting corners okay. from 76 to 80. Okay. You know, my kids, they grew up around it, you know, 70, 70 to 80. Yep. And 
My middle daughter, uh, Lisa, she tells about a story about me picking them up in the hearse at school. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing I had, you know. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, That's what you were driving around? Oh, yeah. And uh, then when I was county coroner, I had a, a, a station wagon with cotton in the back. And, you know, I'd transport bodies and stuff. But she told one story about transporting the body. And then we get to our destination. And she said, oh, you better call mom. Tell her we got here. So I called uh, my wife. And she, uh, she said, okay, let me talk to Lisa. I gave the phone to Lisa. And uh, she said, you having fun? She said, yeah. She said, well, yeah. She said, oh, I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> she said, let me talk to your daddy. And it wasn't the kitchen. It was in bombing room. <laughs> she called it. It was all white. Porcelain. Yeah. You know, she thought it was the kitchen. kitchen. Oh, my God. And she said, get your daughter out of that bombing room. <laughs> With nightmares. Yeah. But they, they'd they ride their hot wheels down in the casket room. You know, oh, yeah. uh, three oldest ones, you know. Yeah. This is all about seven, eight five, six, seven, eight, riding hot wheels down the casket. Through the casket room. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's what it is at the funeral home. It's caskets. And yeah. It's kind of... I yeah, mean, they all know cool. about the funeral business. And, yeah. Uh, hope they learn something. Are they... Is any of them doing that business? No. 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 They kind of all went yeah. different ways? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they're all in Columbia, Missouri. Oh. I try to get by the scene as much as I can. That's the wonder good I have. I just didn't get to see my kids as much as I should have. Sure. Okay. But we're getting we're getting better now. Yeah. Well, you live in a, you know, you got a full-time move, movable house. So right. It's a little bit easier to, to pick up and see them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I had, when I was in Arizona, you know, 2,000 miles from them. Oh, yeah. It, it was a pretty long trip. And at my age, you know, you can't just pick up and drive. And they, they all got jobs. They can't come and see me and take right. a week yeah. you know, to come and see me. And the price of gas. Especially I, lately. It's come down yeah, a bit. But. Yeah. When I left Arizona, it was uh, like 479 mm-hmm. And then I got to uh, Grants, New Mexico, and it was 389 I uh, filled up there. and said, oh, this is good. And then I go to Albuquerque the next night, and it's 369 I get to Amarillo the next night, and it's 299 Oh, dang. Yeah. I've seen that happen too because we drive yeah. we drive around a lot too. And then I got a full tank. I can't do nothing. Yeah, there's nothing you can do, right? Just build another tank on the back. And fill yeah. it up as a yeah. preserve. Take yeah. a thousand gallon tank on yeah. the back. Just pull it behind you. Uh, yeah. No, I mean that is that's one of the the things about RV and you know people ask me about it. Uh, um, what's it cost to fill it? That's a big one. Or or um, the other one yeah. is how much miles to the gallon do you get? And I think I I, I haven't really the one time I calculated I think I got six. Yeah, six miles a gallon. I get six point one. Okay, I just I run it the first time and yeah. got to, but uh, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, yeah. I got to fill it up. I got to right. have gas. Yeah, exactly. So. You, you usually don't purchase a big RV and, and expect to get good gas mileage. Oh, yeah. It's just part yeah. of the game. But in your house, you got gas bill, electric bill, mm-hmm. uh, trash bill. Yep. You know, cable. TV, so I mean I don't have all the expenses now. Right. So the only expense I got is eats and gas. Yeah. What about your park stays though? Right. I mean the oh, parks. They give me free. Oh, do they? Where you go? Yeah. That's pretty you know, cool. When I put on a show, they give me a free night. I'm gone in the morning. Well, then that pays for itself. You know, like yeah. Very nice. Yeah. It all helps out. Yeah. Everything helps. Yep. And just the fact that you're kind of 
you, you got it on the side of your van, your oh, RV, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's there. And when I pull up, you know, you start looking. Yeah. <laughs> That that's, was smart too. The that's red, why, white, and blue. Yeah, genius. Well, you don't know the story. You're a young guy. You know, probably. Yeah, I forgive you. Okay. <laughs> but in Honeysuckle Rose, Willie had a bus. It's a old uh, Wonder Lodge bus. You know, it was almost like a school bus. Okay. And it was painted red, white, and blue like a Texas flag. Oh. You know the Texas flag. Yep. It's got a star on the blue. Star, yeah. Yeah. So that I've ah. had four Winnebagos. Two Greyhound buses, and now this one. It's my seventh vehicle. Okay. And uh, I didn't paint my Greyhounds that color, but I did all the Winnebago's. And this one, I got it down pat now, you know. Yeah, you've done it I, a couple I, Yeah, after painting, uh, this is my fifth one that I painted. Jesus. Did three gallons of house paint, red, white, and blue. Okay. And I painted it and taped it up and everything, and I did it myself. Okay. And it lasts for four or five years. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, just covers the outside. So then you've had a couple other ones. When you sell it, then do you have to I sell it, or do you keep them, or what? I mean, what happens to them? <laughs> no, they're on the side of the road. Oh, they're just place. dead somewhere. <laughs> I got one that's dead in Blythe, California. Oh, really? I was over in the courtside, and one of them pooped out on me. Okay. And I bought another one there from a dealer. But we're talking about ninety six, ninety seven. Gotcha. You know, and it poops out on you, and I mean, they're just. Uh, that five hundred to thousand dollars. Gotcha. So why get anything fixed you sure. know, when it really blows up? So I go back to the dealer, and uh, uh, he's he's all excited, seeing Willie, you know, and everything. I said, I'm looking for an RV. He said, Oh yeah, I'll show you. And I said, Well, you got any in the back that you traded for? The old one, you know. He said, Oh, one of those kind. I said, Yeah, something for like five or eight hundred, something like that. And he said, Yeah. He said, I got about five back there that we was going to wholesale to Mexico. He said, you can go back and look at them. So I went back and I found one and it was a 28 foot uh, uh, champion. And uh, he, he said the generator was pooped out. It was locked up and wouldn't start. And I said, well, how much is it? He said, I'll just have it for 500. I said, okay. I didn't have but 300. I said, well, I'll be back at the end of the week. You know, I can give you $100 down. Okay. So I come back at the end of the week and I had my 500. And uh, he, he made all the papers. And they come to 588. I, oh, said, I said, man, I ain't got but $500. He says, oh, Willie. He said, I'm going to have to do all this paperwork again. He did it. He done it and made like 412 and okay, put $88 so in. Yeah. Nice. So it's $500 even. I took it back to the RV park right there in Quartzsite and bought my paint, red, white, and blue, and painted up there. And I was on the road again. Nice. Oh, and then this old guy come over. He knows the old guy. And uh, he said, well, is that generator running? I said, no. And he said he was locked up. He said, you know, sometimes you can put some WD-40 down the uh, sparkling thing, you know. And oh, sure. Get it so he put it in there. That he come back the next morning, put a little WD-40 back in there. And that thing cranked up and it ran for three years. Wow. The Dang generator. Yeah. So I had a and everything. Those are probably worth 500 alone. Yeah. 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 I got a deal, you man. You came out on top uh, of that one. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, well, I fell into some good deals, let me tell you. Yeah, no, I believe it. That's crazy. I thought that was the main one, and you'd always used it. Oh, uh, oh here's a story. Now, I had a old Winnebago, and uh, I was going down through Yuma, and I was going from the foothills to downtown. 
it's five o'clock traffic, you know, the cars, you know, two lane uh, on both sides of me. And I'm in the middle lane and, I, and uh, the paint truck in front of me and uh, he had buckets hanging off side of him. Five, <laughs> one of them got away from me, fell down. I couldn't go to either side. I ran over and knocked my pooper cap off. <laughs> so oh, for the next mile and a half, there's, just turds coming out the <laughs> <top. laughs> uh, uh, And you just didn't see it, I suppose. When did you, oh, how yeah. did you catch it? Like, how did you catch the turds? Like, you just kept driving? Turds. Well, you said it knocked the, knocked the black hose yeah, off the back. Yeah, the back cap off. It did just all come down. Oh, I ain't going to clean it up. Yeah, just <laughs> That's why they got highway department. Oh, my goodness. So from then on, couldn't use the thing unless we was someplace where you could urinate. Now, up, you know, about yeah. but for pooping, you had to. I put a Walmart bag in there, and then after using, you know, just get outside. Where you going? Oh my god! <laughs> Hopefully, you got the fence after that, right? No, no. I was lucky to buy a dollar hamburger okay. back then. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, everybody starts out with Willie's told some stories about. Him and the band going in an old station wagon, like a 62 station wagon someplace. Well, in the 50s, yeah. And it'd break down, and so they'd all have to get back to their gig, you know? Yeah. And everybody could get a good ride except the drummer. He had too much stuff, you know? Oh, I bet. He had to wait for pickup to come by, and he's always late getting to the gig. Because he's the, the last dude Yeah, up. yeah. Everybody else takes off and gets in the car. They got a guitar or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. That's his stories. Okay. That's crazy. I wanted to ask you a couple more because I know we're probably, we're starting to wrap up. So I wanted to ask you a couple more questions. Um, Do you have any advice for anybody that wants to become a traveling musician? Musician? Mm -hmm. What's according to a musician now or not? I mean, if you're not a musician, uh, you got to learn first, you know, and, and that's not easy, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. I mean, I didn't have any music ability. And I learned how to play guitar and sound a little bit like Willie. Yeah. How old were you when you started playing guitar? Uh, I think it's uh, 43. Okay. And that's pretty, that's 11 years older than you. Yeah. yeah and that's when you started the. Do you play guitar? I don't. I wish I was more musically inclined. Well, I wanted could, to learn how to You can learn. Yeah. You can learn. Yeah. But the main thing is to, you know, you got to keep a positive attitude. Because ain't nobody, there'll be, some people try to knock you down, you know, and, oh, you never do this, you never do that. Mm-hmm. You just, if you listen to Zig Ziglar, uh, that's a motivation thing, and, and Tony Robbins. Yep. I mean, you got to be inspired. You got to you got to wake up every morning and say, "Hey, I'm going to do something good today." You know. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to make people's day today, and I know I am. Yeah. Because uh, people come up and they just uh, some of them's in awe over me. Mm-hmm. And your life's an adventure. I mean, it really. Yeah. Is. Oh yeah. I don't know what's going. You know, I didn't know I was going to break down here. Right. But uh, I dealt with it. Met some good people. While I've done it, and, and me and Bob would probably be friends the rest of our life now. Wow! And, uh, and then I'm actually I'm glad I'm glad that you you did because that's how I met you. Yep. And I was talking to another lady who actually kind of introduced us. She said you should really interview him. I think that'd be a great interview. Uh-huh. And and then you came well, and knocked on my think? door. What's up? What do you think? So far, the interview. Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to do more of these. 
Uh, yeah, because I'm sure nobody wants yeah. to hear me blab all day, and I, you know, my stories probably get kind of uh, old. And and you, you guys, you have much better stories than I do. So I do. Yeah, I just got two more questions for you, and then I'll let you get out of here. I'd like to know the first one. What's a favorite place that you've been? Because oh. I read your bio. You've been over 4,500 places. Well, that was show. 20 years old. Okay, so yeah. it's been much more than that. Yeah. What's a favorite place if you can oh, yeah. kind of mentally sit yeah. through all that? My favorite place is Sturgis. Oh, really? It's your yeah. favorite? I mean, I've been doing them since 95. I mean, you get a million bikers together, you'd think there'd be fights and shootings and everything. I've never seen a fight since I've been going. Right. And all the guys are good. And, you know, they're doctors and lawyers and a professional guy. You got to have some money yeah. to have a Harley, you know. True. True. So, they're not cheap. So, uh, I mean, I had the best time up there, you know. I go in and out of bars and taking pictures and stuff. And, you know, I never have to buy a drink. Yeah. You know? that, that's all I bet. It's a fun time. Yeah. Sturgis is a good time. We're, I think, I think uh, what's funny about Sturgis is it started out as like a week long. And now it's like kind oh, of morphed into three weeks because uh, like, people will show up a week before yeah, and oh, stay yeah. a week after. Well, the whole month of August. It's pretty know, much sturdy. Yeah. But the actual rally is 10 days or 12 days. But it's fun. It is, it, you made a good point. It's not It's not what a lot of people th- yeah. haven't been there. They yeah. don't they right. think it is. It's not that. It's, right. I mean, there are definitely some craziness going on. Well, people are there in, the, in the campgrounds out, right. out down, downtown, I mean, they got four cops on every block. They do, yeah. You know, so there ain't nobody going to mess up. Right. The, the only uh, violations is parking violations. You yeah, know? exactly. So they haul off bikes and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a good time. Do you ride motorcycle through no. there, too? Or just bring well, it? once in a while, a gal uh, get me on the back of hers. Okay. Oh, that's how I made Sturgis Magazine in 95. Uh, this gal had a red, white, and blue bikini on. She had her own sportster, and I was friends with her husband. And uh, he said, yeah, take Willie up and down the street. You know? So we go down the street, and I un- untied her top, you know. Yeah. I was holding like a horse. <laughs> get up, get up. And they was all taking pictures. Of, Willie, drop it, drop it. Oh you know, and they just want me to drop the reins. Yeah, know? let go of them. But uh, we made Sturgis Magazine. That's so awesome. Anybody see me, they're going to want to meet me. Oh, yeah. Photos and <laughs> pictures and sign. Because you handed me a signed picture. You must have quite yeah. a, like a stack of them. In there. Yeah, I okay. do. I do. Okay. No, I love how there's a story on the back, too. That's yeah, yeah. Story. Well, I've been doing that since... Oh, 89, I think. Okay. Got the story in the back. Uh, so one thing I wanted to do is that you got a quote here, and that it's part when, you, when you're when you singing it, and I'd like to hear you sing that if you could. I mean, we don't oh, have to talk. I'm just to do the song I wrote. Oh, okay. I could do it. I felt. But it, this, this happened down, oh, it's been 20 years ago, and I was in Fort Worth, and I had the third best band in Texas oh, wow. behind me. We was doing a gig together. And uh, I wrote a song back then about almost Willie. And uh, some guy was videoing, uh, videoed eight songs. Okay. Awesome. But here's the song. All right, let's hear I'll it. I'll sing a acapella the best I can. Okay. Uh, I'm almost remembered things I've almost forgot. I'm almost persuaded to do the right thing. I almost went to jail and I almost made bail and I almost wrote. All the songs that I sing, 
This might sound silly, but I'm almost willy. Been on the road for some 30 plus years. I've been around, broke up and broke down. I'll tell you my story for a shot and a beer. A shot and a beer, a shot and a beer. Long as you're buying, I'm staying right here. A shot and a beer, a shot and a beer. I like Jack Daniels, but I'll drink ever clear. Here's the second verse. I got drunk and lost and wound up down in Austin, having a good time on Capitol Hill. There were troopers and crazies and mamas with babies all gathered around me, frozen stone still. This might sound silly, but I'm almost willy. Been on the road for some 30 plus years. I've been around, broke up and broke down. I'll tell you my story for a shot and a beer. A shot and a beer, a shot and a beer. Long as you're buying, I'm staying right here. A shot and a beer, a shot and a beer. Roll me a lefty and I'll pass out right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. And you wrote that. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's great. One last thing I want to ask you, Willie, and then we'll get you out of here. I appreciate your time again. Um, in your opinion, how do you define a successful life? Successful life is being happy. I mean, it's not money. It's not a job. It's, you know, as long as you're happy, you, know, you can't worry about stuff unless you can do something about it. And most of like me being broke down, I can't do nothing about it. I got to wait on somebody else to come fix it. But you just, you just got to be happy and do what makes you feel happy. Yeah. Happiness is, is a choice. Yep. It's a yeah, choice. it is. You got to make yep. that choice every day. Yeah. You can be sad if you want. You know, I lost my wife and I was sad for a while, mm -hmm. but uh, it's over. And uh, like Willie's song, nothing I can do about it now. So you just keep that as a motto. Nothing I can do about it now. If it's already over with, it's done. Yeah. So just make the life the best you can be. It's incredible. That's good. Willie, where can people learn more about you? On Facebook. It's almost Willie on Facebook. And you see where I'm at and where I'm going and whatever. And I put pictures on there. And uh, But I, I love to interact with people. I've had people from you know, 98, you know, call me up. Oh, we found your picture today, Willie. And we just wondering how you was doing, you know, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Wow. Uh, they say, they don't throw that picture away. No. They'll put it in the drawer someplace or in the bureau. But, yeah. Uh, they, they, they get it out when they're painting or moving or something. And that's when they, they call me. Awesome. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I've met people from all over. Awesome. Well, we appreciate, I appreciate you being here. I know my listeners do. And uh, it's been a great you chat with you. You told me to bring my guitar. Well, I could uh, definitely one anyway. What I'd like to do, if you're all right with it, is, is maybe oh. film a song out there and just oh, yeah. attach it to the thing. If that works yeah. for you, throw it at the end of the, at the end of this interview so people yeah. can see it. But you get a good song and uh, the one you like or think your listeners like. And Sounds good. Do it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Eric. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. It's been great. Yeah.
Bye, folks out there at Facebook land or TV land or where you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. This is a good song. I like it. I've got a long list of real good reasons for all the things I've done. Got a picture in the back of my mind of what I've lost, what I won. I've survived every situation, know when to freeze, when to run. Yeah, get up here close. Come on. Forgive is just a memory written on my brow. There's nothing I can do about it now. I've got a wild and a restless spirit. Tell my price through every deal. Seen the fire of a woman's scorn. Turn her heart of gold to steel. I've got a song of a voice inside me. Set to the rhythm of a wheel. I've been dreaming like a child. Since the cradle broke the bow, there's nothing I can't do about it now. Going through the changes, going through the stages, running around the corners in my life. Leaving out the fate, staying out too late, waiting for the moon to say Waste of time and tears. I know just what I'd change if I went back in time somehow. But there's nothing I can do about it now. Forgiving everything that forgiveness will allow. There's nothing I can do about it now. All right, nothing I can do about it now. All right. All right, guys, hopefully you enjoyed that interview that I had with Almost Willie. I loved his story, and I really loved how much wisdom the guy had. I think he had been to almost 5,000 different places. So, of course, he's seen a bunch of things, met a whole bunch of new people, and including Willie Nelson himself, which, which those stories were fun to hear. But I really loved at the way end when I asked him what his definition of success was. That kind of caught me off guard because usually when I think success, Oftentimes, if we're just being honest, I think of people that have a lot of money, people who have made it really far in their career and stuff like that. But his answer was just to be happy. And man, I just, I started thinking about that and I'm like, how, how simple that is, right? It just, it sounds so simple, but I know that sometimes in our lives, it's, it's not that easy, right? It's, it's simple. The concept is just be happy, but it's not always that easy to just be happy especially when life hits us and we're going through some stuff. So I really, really like that. And I hope that that's something that you can uh, kind of take from this video and just um, do what makes you happy because there's something out there for everybody. We all have a purpose. God placed us on this earth for a reason. And a big part of that is to find out what makes you happy, find that purpose and use your talents to achieve God's plan for you. So Again, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Share it with somebody that you know. Maybe we can help other people and just give out some good entertainment. You guys take care and we'll see you next time.